Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin of Raskin Planning Group. Peter, welcome back. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate that. Uh, and for the listening audience, you got to know this guy, he is tremendous he is he is a working machine he's not even back at his office he is at home um doing this podcast for you just got back from vacation I, and i understand that you got to get away you, you had the ability to get away what'd you guys do yeah we we had a really nice family vacation and it was really our first uh family time together extended time together since covid started so it's been oh, a man. long time yeah, yeah we, we rented a house in uh, western massachusetts for two straight weeks oh man and, yeah, it was great. And we had our three grown kids with us and my wife's uh, brother joined us. And if you if you don't know that part of the world, it's really a, a wonderful area there. It's the, the Berkshire Mountains, mm. which run north to south from the borders of Vermont and Connecticut. You got New York on the on the west. And there's there's just lots to do. Uh, the Boston Symphony Orchestra plays out at uh, Tanglewood, which is a beautiful musical music venue. Mm, uh, nice theater there's dance and there's really some interesting museums too which we we, we liked it but every day we did something you know we did we hiked biked just very active so yeah. it, was, it was just great and, and best of all we just hung out and enjoyed the family had great meals and even had some good wine and it was it was really fun being away but i'm i'm actually glad to be back to mm -hmm. a usual routine <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Eric? Do you have any summer plans? You know, we, we got a chance to get away, my wife and I, and my daughter, actually, the, the guy that I grew up with ever since second grade, him and his family live out in South Carolina, and they decided to take a road trip. And we have a group text. He's like, hey, anybody want to meet in Branson, Missouri? Well, that's that's only like six hours away from me, Peter. So uh, my wife, daughter, and I headed down. He rented a big cabin, so we stayed stayed there. And and uh, one interesting thing, we were outside around the fire uh, late in the evening, and we heard some noises. and we're all positive it was a bear a black bear you know most likely because there's been a lot of spotting down there but you know so some of the people were freaked out i, I won't name names but some of the people were freaked out uh but we did hear some other rustling and looked over and it was the first time i've ever seen an armadillo live <laughs> besides like a zoo right you see him in the zoo but or I see him on the side of the road and they're just, they're, they're not alive. But this one came right up to the cabin and he hustled himself under the porch. You know, he was hunting bugs or whatever he was doing. It's the first time I saw one. It was, it was pretty amazing. They're very interesting creatures. Oh, that's, that's great. So you had to go to Branson, Missouri for that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So <laughs> it was fun. But like you said, it's good to be back. And now that we're back and you're back in the, the podcasting seat, what are we talking about today? Yeah, I, I thought we'd talk, uh, talk today about helping kids make their first and, and probably their biggest investment, which is the purchase of their primary residence. Yeah, so I, you know, I think owning, owning your, your own home is, is still part of the American dream, and many parents and their children believe it's really a, a great first step in building wealth. And there's, there are lots of financial and emotional advantages of, of owning your own property. 
there are inherent risks and costs and disadvantages of owning. But nevertheless, I think in, in many cases, the advantages certainly outweigh the disadvantages. And, and this, the reason I've wanted to do this podcast is over the last few months, we've had just lots of discussions with clients about this kind of assistance to, to, their, to their family and, and their kids. And, and, then, and then while on vacation, we had an interesting conversation with my kids about this topic. And, and I thought it was interesting to really hear their perspective. Okay, so I, I, I want to get into what your kids had to say. I'm, I'm really interested, uh, and I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that discussion because I know that you're an educator at heart, so I'm really curious. But even before we get into that, who else are you having these discussions with? I mean, is this something that you're doing with your entire client base or, or you know, strangers on a train? I mean, who are you talking yeah. to about this? You know, typically uh, when we're working with our, our clients, um, and I must say our clients are, are primarily affluent, so they, 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 they may not be the ultra wealthy in this country, you know, not the uh, the Jeff Bezos or or uh, or Bill Gates, but 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 most of them have enough. And when I say enough, they're able to, you know, as we go through the planning process, we we we're, they're able to meet their goals. And so when we're when we're taking them through that that planning, we call it comprehensive planning. I, I in general we focus on three really important questions um, that, that focus primarily on their goals, objectives, and, and dreams and aspirations. That's where, where I'm hoping we'll go in our conversation. And the first question is, is are we okay? And when I say we, I mean, uh, is the client and, and their spouse, if married, can, can they meet their short and long-term goals given their resources their, and their cash flow and their, and, and their, their actual objectives? And, and assuming the answer is yes, because most of our clients are, are affluent, and, we, and we, we model that, we, we confirm that, and it's really an important part of our planning process. It's probably where we spend most of our time is confirmation of that first question. And then the second question is, is, that comes about is, is, Jesus, now that we're okay, how about our family? Are they okay? And, and by that, I mean, are the people in our world that we feel responsible for, that we love, are they okay? And, and, and by the way, it sometimes isn't just about our, our, our kids. It could be nieces, nephews, sibling, cousins, or, or, or dear friends. You know, I mean, that, it, it's really family in the, in the larger uh, term. Okay. So I'd like to drill down a little bit because I, I understand what okay would mean for me and, and maybe my wife. So an individual or a couple uh, being okay. But what do you mean? What's your definition of being okay when it comes to a family? Yeah. Um, when, when, I, when you answer that, when you ask that question, I, what comes to mind immediately is uh, that, that great Warren Buffett quote who said that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the, the perfect inheritance is enough money so that children feel they can do anything, but not so much that they could do nothing. <laughs> and, and, and so for, for some families, you know, they, they, they don't want their children to want for anything. And other families believe their children should work for everything. And, and there, maybe there's something in between that. Um, you know, I think in this country, there's, there, there's a myth, and, and I call it a myth, is that we're, we are all created equally and we all have exactly the same opportunities. And, and although I think there's some truth to that, to that belief, 
I, I think that, that the, the facts are that some children have, have certain advantages that others don't have. A- and, you know, to me, it's like, like many children in our society start the 100 yard race 10 yards ahead of other people. Now, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's, that's the world and the society that we live in. And I think the definition of okay for family is, is really complicated and personal. And there isn't a right and wrong. So, you know, w- one thing I, I do want to say, it's just a belief that I have, is that, that we have all needed and received some sort of help or assistance or mentorship or advice at some point in our lives. And maybe that's, you know, getting us, helping us with, you know, being 10 yards ahead in that race. Um, it's not just always financial. And, and I don't really think there's, there's uh, such a thing as a completely self-made person. So that's just, you know, my personal opinion. Uh, I think there are lots of gradations of help. What, what I'd like to do is maybe go into some of the details of, of what OK means, and so for a lot of families that, that, that we work with, it seems that providing education, education is really one of the most important family objectives. So everyone that we, we speak with, the vast majority, when they have children, really want to provide for their kids' educations. And maybe that's private school for elementary and high school. Maybe that's private school for college. Maybe that includes graduate school. You know, every, every family is different. Some families want to provide post get college or graduate school support for a few years, or maybe a stipend for a year or two or three while, while that child gets going in their career or profession. Some families are going to add weddings as a potential family obligation. And all of these are, are potential all of these potential obligations have big ranges of potential costs. Again, there's no right or wrong here. So so let me ask you this in in this discussion and this is this kind of fact finding about a family being okay. Is this when the question of children's housing or helping children with housing is that when this comes up or is that a later conversation? No, I'd say it, it primarily comes up during at this point in time in the, it, during the planning process. So it's a lot of understanding what makes this family tick, what 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 their goals and objectives are, and, and what what I find interesting is that many clients haven't given this much thought. And sometimes and there's reasons behind that, but sometimes I think it's because their, their children aren't ready to purchase a home. You know, they may be many years away from that. Or, or and this is where I think it's more likely than not, is that the, real, the, the family hasn't given it much thought because they haven't considered it as an option. And, and that's why I think the planning process is so important because... It, it helps you uncover this, this desire or this potential thing that you might want to do for your kids. So, so what triggers you to bring this up? I mean, what, what really makes you bring this up to the family? I think primarily it's just because of my experience. I've been doing this for 35 years. And, 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 and at some point, oftentimes the grown, these grown-up kids are going to approach the parents and maybe request some sort of assistance. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's that's a great that's a great reason. Yeah. <laughs> so so my feeling is like let's get out in front of that. You know, if you're if you're five years, ten years away from that, let's 
as we as we're doing your planning, let's let's add that to the cash flow model. You, you know, I, I know we asked for help. My wife and I asked for help when, when we bought our first home back in 1986. Not to to date me, but but it was a long time ago. And if my memory is correct, I I think I borrowed five thousand dollars from my parents and. And my wife's uh, family gave it gave us ten thousand, so it was a, a gift. It was very generous of both of them. And, and frankly, we needed every dollar because we were paying off college loans, and neither us neither of us were making lots of money. And interest rates were at ten percent, about ten percent for a thirty-year mortgage. So think about that compared to today's, you know, three, three and a half percent. And we, our first house was a fixer-upper. It needed a lot of work. So every dollar was important. And so my point is that, is that uh, if there's a, a possibility that this might be a goal, let's put it into the plan. And I'm a firm believer in this, you know, helping your children out whenever you can. But it seems like specifically this topic, helping a child with purchasing a home uh, would potentially be one of the greatest investments for their own long term. I I think so. You know, I I think you know if I were to put the an order of investment, and I think education is is probably right there with that. But but it, it, it's it, it, buying is often uh, a better than renting, and the sooner you buy and you get into the housing market, the better off you'll be. And and, and but but I, having said that, there are some considerations, and, and the first is, and this is really important: is, is the child ready to purchase a home? Uh, at, at, at what age? Whether they're twenty, thirty, forty, or fifty, you know, is the child ready? It, 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 are they are they capable? It, are they? Will this be a property they'll they'll likely be in for at least a few years? Because you you don't want to buy and have to move six months or twelve months or eighteen months later. The, the transaction costs are too high, and there's no guarantee that that real estate is going to have this hold its value in that short period of time. Yeah, you know, employment is really important. Is is the child? Does it? Do they have steady employment? And will will they be able to afford the ongoing costs of, of a home, which are considerable? You know, taxes, insurance, maintenance. I, I'm constantly surprised at the cost of owning a home, <laughs> yeah. my own home. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you feel the same way. And then the other consideration, another consideration, is how how much a gift are you considering, and and how will this affect your planning, and will there be consequences of that? So if it's you know, in order to get into the housing market today, uh, in some regions of the country, the cost of of, of that first time uh, home is 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 incredibly high, and to come down with a down payment that's reasonable is um, is is significant. So, what and will you do the same thing for each of your kids? So, how will that affect your planning? And that's part of the modeling. Uh, and then another consideration: what, What's your motivation? Is it to help get get that child into the housing market, which is a good motivation? Is it is it to help them purchase more of a house, you know, in a better community, closer to where you live? <laughs> you know, just just explore the motivation behind that. I think that's important. And then then you know, what's the child's motivation? You know, having that discussion, uh, understanding. They may not 
you may not want to get into all the nitty gritty, gritty details of their financial uh, world. It may not be, uh, it may, you may not have that kind of relationship, but, but understanding, can they afford it? Uh, are they truly feeling settled? The, what about their, their short and long-term goals as far as career and family? You know, just it's important if you're making that kind of sig- significant gift and your goal is around housing to have those honest conversations with, with that, that family member. No, absolutely. And, and I want to come back to something you said in a moment. But before I do, before I ask that question, I want to ask you to kind of explain the mechanics of making a gift. What does that look like? Yeah, it couldn't be simpler. <laughs> Basically, uh, you, you just you, the only thing you want to do is understand what the gifting limitations are. The, the, the IRS um, allows an, any individual to gift to another individual $15,000 per year. So I can gift to my child fifteen thousand, and my wife can give fifteen thousand dollars to our to that one child, and then we can gift thirty thousand to our second and thirty thousand to our our third, and you can do that to uh, I can make gifts to your kids as well <laughs> every year. Oh, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the check is in the mail. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so those are those are called are what we call annual exclusion gifts. And if you're gifting be- be- below that each year, then there's no there's no other filings or or anything that needs to happen. But if the if the parent is making a gift in excess of, of that fifteen thousand dollars per year uh, gift, there is a tax filing that ne- will need to, to hap- happen. It's it's a an estate gift tax return needs to be filed by an accountant typically. No, no taxes will be due. It's really just information. It's just saying that, that you're, you're making part of your lifetime gift now before you, before you die. And you're just letting the IRS know that you've, you've made that. And then, then there is, I think, just an important limitation or, or just a, a concern is that if the child is getting a mortgage on top of the gift, they might need to disclose the gift to the bank and verify that it's not a loan because you know, that would be an obligation that the child would have to, have to uh, uh, meet on top of the bank's loan and that that they just want to know about that. Okay. So two questions on that then. And I think you just eliminated my other question. So this is good. This is good stuff. Um, When you're saying that you can gift $15,000 per person per to an individual, you can do it to another individual. Like you said, you could, you could gift my kids. So in other words, your child and their spouse, so in essence, you and your wife could give them $60,000 towards their home, correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so a, a family can gift uh, $60,000 to uh, a, a couple, which can possibly provide, be 100% of what they need to get, get into that first house. And if there's an additional gift that needs to be made, let's say they needed $100,000 in total, the 60000 would be part of the annual exclusion gift. And then $40,000 would be a, 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 a taxable gift, meaning a gift tax form would have to be filed. No taxes would be due, would need to be paid by either the parents or the child. Because of the lifetime gift limitations? Okay. And do you happen to know the total on what a lifetime gift limitation? Well, right now it's, it, it exceeds $20 million. Oh, pff, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not going to be too concerned about reaching that total for my children. And, and kids, if you're listening to this, ain't happening. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it, and it may be less uh, in the next in a in a couple of years. It may be reduced under current tax law. It probably come down by by about half. But th- things change, so we don't know what exactly those those uh, lifetime exclusions will be. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, so I put up a question earlier because I wanted to get into the nitty gritty of it, but now I want to go back to the the conversation you had with your kids. How did that go? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, it, 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 first, let me say that none of my kids are in a financial or 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 career position to purchase a home, and that that's a big part of a, a big part of the conversation. They just aren't there yet, <laughs> you know, which is perfectly fine. Uh, it, and I was curious that most of the discussion that we had centered on centered on the kind of the the size of the homes that that were being purchased by their peers. So it was obvious that to them that their 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 peers' parents were helping them, and and they were very I'd say a little judgmental that they were buying larger properties than they thought they needed. <laughs> At this point in time, which I thought was really interesting, and I think it's coming really more from a place that they're not—they're not ready, they're not settled, they're not in that—that that place where they would need those lar- that larger home. You know, they weren't—they're not thinking about raising a family right now, and so they just weren't aspiring and thinking ahead. But they were—we did have that conversation, and and I've always said to my kids, you know, if you have a plan, I'm happy to help. And mentor and assist. If you don't have a plan, uh, I, I, I'm less likely to help and assist. <laughs> uh, but 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 you know, buying a home is something that I would very much help you and entertain assisting you with when that time comes. So that was a really important part of the conversation. All right, Peter, you, you mentioned that there are three questions that you really go through. Uh, we've covered the first two. So what's the third question? Once we've answered the question, you know, are 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 we okay? Is the client okay? And then looking at is about the family and are they okay? And we we take into account you know all these things like uh, the 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 buying a home, weddings, cash flow, assistance, all those things. You know, then the, the once we've settled on the 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 the, the reality that the family is going to be just fine. The, then the next question that we really just want to focus on is, is, is my community okay? Should we consider helping our broader community? And, and how could our help assets help that community? And, you know, communities, is, we define our own community. It, it could be, you know, we, we're talking about charity. We're talking about our, our, our local town and government. What are we doing to help our community? And some some families really want to focus on that. That's an important part of their family culture, and it's, a, it's an important value. And frankly, other families are, are far less concerned about that. And that's that's okay. You know, everyone's different. So we, we try to answer that question. And it, sometimes it's a very brief conversation. And sometimes we, we spend as much time on that as we do talking about the family, <laughs> which, which I, which I, I, that I, 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 it gives me, it's one of the great pleasures I have is talking about how families can help commun- their community. Uh, it really is an important part of, of, uh, of, car- of many conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Well, working with you for the entire time that I have, I've learned so much and I've learned that comprehensive planning really 
touches on important issues and not only important issues, it touches on heart issues, right? These things that are so close to people's hearts and, and the things that they truly care about. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's why I love my job. I, I, I love this, finding out what makes people tick and, and helping them um, think through different possibilities. Uh, and, and as I mentioned earlier, a lot of times people hadn't, haven't given this a lot of thought because they didn't know that it was possible. So, you know, possibilities are both good and bad, right? <laughs> and uh, this to me is, is the, the part of contingency planning that is the, uh, it, 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 it's all about dreams. What do you want? I, I, you've heard me say this before. We, we, we don't want to build a plan around needs. We want to build a plan around wants. And, and hopes and aspirations. And yeah, we, we do want to address the bad and the, and the contingency issues that, that life, life is going to serve, serve us. You know, it, it, it's unfortunate, but, but th- there are challenges that we'll all face. But a lot of things that are wonderful and, and many of our clients and, and we have worked really hard for what they've gotten and they want to benefit themselves, their family, and their community. And um, that that inspires me. I love it, Peter. I absolutely love it. And for those that are listening to the podcast that are thinking, man, I, I, I've never thought of that possibility before, or I'd like to talk about other possibilities that myself and my family have, they should be reaching out to you. So can you give them the contact information again to, to get a hold of you? Yeah, probably the, the best place to start is our, is our actual website. It's uh, raskinplanning.com, one word. And uh, you can get our contact information there. Certainly, if you want to give me a call, call my direct line, 617-728-7433. Fantastic. Peter, thank you so much again for your time. I will definitely be letting my kids know to check their mailbox. Uh- <laughs> periodically. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm so glad that you're back. I'm glad you had a great vacation, uh, but I'm, I'm glad we got back together today. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. You bet. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And hey, if you're if you're listening to this and, and you're in the, the younger part of the audience and you've got some parents that need to hear that they can actually contribute to your, your future house, hey, share this podcast with them. It might help. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. 
Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.